Hey, scribes, and welcome back to the Get It Right podcast. I'm your host, Nadeja, aka The Intellectual. We're going to jump right into some entertainment news. So, Zola movie hit theaters on June the 30th. Now, if you are not familiar with this story, you might want to do your Googles. So, before Twitter threads were even a thing, she is the mother pretty much to Twitter threads. Um, there's a woman who was a stripper at the time and was telling her story about some adventures she went on with some girl she had just met who was also a stripper. And, you know, it was really interesting. So if you're not familiar with it, um, you may want to do your Googles and see, look up the trailer online. Um, I've yet to see this movie. I'm not sure if it's just in theaters, but it premiered at Sundance last year sometime. And there's also a book too. So I saw on Twitter, um, Zola had um, showed a p- picture of a book. It's probably pretty short because I think it's just like the original thread in her, you know, telling this story. So hotels before hotels. <laughs> um, so speaking of hotels, Jasmine Sullivan had won a BET award for album of the year. I feel it was well-deserved. Um, it was a great body of work. She did what she came to do. If you know Jasmine Sullivan, she's been singing like that since she was literally a little girl. Um, I saw a video before when she played Dorothy and the Wiz and she was singing home and she was like 11 and my God still had such that voice, that phenomenal voice. Also in entertainment news. So on July 13th, Ron Cephas Jones and his daughter, Jasmine Cephas Jones, um, she is known for Hamilton fame, and if you know of Ron Cephas, he plays William in This Is Us, and prior to that, the OGs know him as Bubbles from Paid in Full, Money Making Mitch. If you know, you know. So he and his daughter Jasmine, um, like I said, she was also known for being in the movie, um, excuse me, in the play Hamilton. And I've seen her work before um, as well. She's also in a limited series. She was nominated for, I believe, an Emmy. I can't remember if she won or not. I think she did. It was either an Emmy or an Oscar, one of those little golden statues. But um, So they will announce the Primetime Emmy Awards nominations on the 13th. So look out for that. Deborah Cox is joining the cast of First Wives Club. Season two is premiering on BT Plus July the 15th. Um, I recently just watched that. That'll be, um, we'll tell you more later in the episode, but I enjoyed that and I'm looking forward to season two. So I just binged it before the new season comes. Um, Transformers Rise of the Beast cast has been released. Uh, Dominique Fishback, who played the female lead, um, technically female lead or female supporting actress. Um, and Judas and the Black Messiah, she played Fred Hampton's lady. And she's also was on the cast of Random Acts of Flyness, which I recently binge watched again. And that is very good. And she will be starring alongside Anthony Ramos, who is of Hamilton, the play fame. Uh, he also... I believe they're still currently dating um, the aforementioned Jasmine Cephas Jones. And he's also in the Heights and he was also in what's the name of it. She's got to have it on Netflix. Um, So that seems interesting. Can't wait till some sort of trailer or more information is released about that. 
for life. Um, so it was previously canceled from ABC, I believe it was a network, but they've been picked up by IMDb TV, which makes me happy because as you know, if you listen to the show previously, I have spoken of this show and I'm into it. Um, I was speculating that stars might, but I figured they may not since they have the whole power universe there with him, but love to see someone else picked it up. Um, so there is a reboot for House Party. Now, shout out to all my cousins and my siblings listening. That was our favorite movie growing up. We put the tape in every day after school. Um, my personal favorite was House Party 3. But there is going to be a reboot. So it's going to star Melvin Gregg. Um, if you watch Snowfall, he is who played Man Boy. Um, I've been familiar from him with him from his Vine days. And I've been you know excited to see him grow as an actor and an entertainer. So Rotimi and Alan Maldonado will also be starring alongside him. And Alan Maldonado, what is, I think it's Kicks on Netflix, but he was also um, in several different shows as like supporting actor. Um, and I think he's funny. I enjoy his comedy. Um, I really enjoyed him on Blackish when he was working with Dre, but um, definitely excited to see how they're going to interpret that movie coming back because this is a different time. Um, people call it house parties, kickbacks now. So, or whatever, but it's just a different vibe. And I'm different, definitely interested in seeing how they are going to bring that into the modern day. If there's going to be some sort of like, who knows, maybe they'll be related in some sort of way to kid and play since they still are around. But, um, I know that play he was, what did I just recently watching? He was in Bigger. So he maybe he maybe he will cameo since he is still acting. All right. Um, season four of Grownish, they are calling it senior year. It premieres today, July the 8th. Interested to see that. Today is also my mommy's birthday. Happy birthday, mommy. I love you. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Um, that if you've seen the trailer, you see that it says someone's gotten married and they are speculating it. Um, I'm low-key thinking it might be Sky. Is that Hallie's character? Sky and Junior, low-key. Because all the people that they're bringing about, like, I know that she is currently, Hallie is currently um, in the UK filming Under the Sea. I know that's not the name of my, my brain right now. So I'm recording late again. Oh, it's 2.22. That's real cool. Um, but she is Little Mermaid, that's what she's filming. Um, so maybe they are going to do some sort of kick on that. It's a beach wedding, so I think that's cute too. That it may possibly be like, oh yeah, she's going away. Like, and they're going on some sort of honeymoon or something. Sister season three is has premiered. There's currently three or four episodes. Your girl needs to catch up on that. The rest of my notes. Um, but I haven't seen caught up with any of the current season yet, but I'm interested because that show has been pretty good, but I've been seeing trailers and everything. Um, some happier news. So recently this week, um, Brisha Webb has become engaged to Nick Jones Jr. Um, he's one of the writers for Yasuke on Netflix and she is currently in Run the World. Um, I've been watching that show. It's on stars. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. Um, based in New York, kind of a girlfriend, sex in the city vibe, but I really, really enjoy it. So the cast is all black women. Um, and he actually favors Lamont Rucker from how did I get married? Not how did I get married? Why did I get married? 
and what other shows was he in? But he's one of the actors that um, Tyler Perry works with a lot. Um, but yeah, so outside of Run the World, she has been in Marlin and a few other um, works. Um, I enjoy her work, so congratulations to her. That's wonderful news. Gotta love Black Love. So David Makes Men, season two is premiered, and they've done something interesting where they fast forward and David and his brother are grown. Now, I think this decision may have become as a result of the pandemic since, um, you know, and even normally there have been, you know, there are different laws concerning uh, children, child actors. Um, so I don't know if that was like a COVID related thing. Um, it's had mis- mixed reviews. So Black Cinema Now, I'm looking at a post where it says, um, it's been received with a lot of mixed reviews. How are we feeling about the new direction? I haven't seen it yet. So um, I can't speak on it, but I did enjoy the first season. I can't remember if I've watched all of it, to be quite honest, but I'm going to catch up with it and and just see and get back to y'all on that. Uh, So Megan Thee Stallion is going to make her acting debut in the She-Hulk series on Disney+. Plus. I am excited for her. Shout out to my good sis, Meg. She is also very, very into nerd culture, and I love to see this for her. So also speaking about nerd culture and comic-related spinoffs, also this week it's been released that Issa Rae will be in the adaptation of Spider-Man, playing Spider-Girl in some film. Um, I'm not sure which variation of it. It must be... I'm assuming that it's going to be Into the Spider-Verse or something of that, because as we know from that, um, the digital one with Miles Morales um there are different versions of spider of the spidey so we shall see that's definitely interesting to me and so rounding it am I found it all out I'm looking at my notes they're kind of all over the place yeah this is going right off the entertainment news so this cat so the team from Judas and the Black Messiah is set to work on a new film tackling American political insurrection this is a post from at stay macro on Instagram. It says the secret is out. We are teaming up once again with some of our favorites to bring this project to a theater near you. So Shaka King is directing the project and will produce alongside Ryan Coogler, Charles D. King, and Laurel. So this is definitely exciting to see. I, I can't wait to see their um, adaptation and their spin on the insurrection. So I don't know the direction they're going to go in, if it's going to be more of a like docu style or if it's going to be a film I lied with that that was going to round it out so Mary J Blige recently had her a docu series on Amazon Prime called My Life you have to watch it okay you have to watch it I'm not going to say if you're not a fan, because if you're not a fan of Mary J. Blige, who are you? How are you raised? I'm not going to question your people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, the legend, you definitely get more into her life, her life, her life, her life. Obvi, right? In her background and just how she got her start in the career and a lot of her um, most iconic works of art. So that has been amazing. So next... We have what I'm reading. So I'm 
I usually am the person that reads in rotations. Um, depending on the book, usually if I'll finish and read a book fully through, it'll be a fiction because it's like, okay, this is something that I want to enjoy and kind of like, not escapism, but just like enjoy something that is like, not, like a creative world per se outside of TV. So I've always enjoyed reading books since I was a little girl um, and would just devour and speed through them. But, you know, as I have gotten older and school and work and things, usually I'll just have a rotation of a couple books. So I'm reading two audiobooks currently. Um, I am about halfway through Girl, Girl, Girl by Kenya Harris. That is very, very interesting read. I also want to um, have that collection, a hard copy for my personal library. And I'm also reading How to Get Good with Money by Tiffany the Budget Nista Aliche. Shout out to my fellow Jersey girl. That is wonderful as well. And it is definitely helping me. I've, I've listened to her podcast and I followed her and been in her um, club. I'm a dream catcher. Um, if you are familiar with her, her work and what she does, but the audiobook is really good. If you are new to Audible, you get one free credit and you can spend it on any book. So I would suggest you choose one of those titles. It's pretty great. Um, and she also has a PDF companion guide to that. There are free resources on the website to the book. And you can also find it on Amazon, any other bookstore as well, Barnes and Nobles. It's the current New York Times bestseller. So I definitely would suggest it because a lot of her... Um, practices and suggestions uh, financially and credit wise have definitely helped me. And I have recently paired with a credit expert. Shout out to Candice. Hey, Candice Youngico. I also insert her as well um, in her podcast, The Money Mindset Queen. Shout out to my sis. And the hard copy book that I'm reading, it is a gift I received from my secret Santa. Hey, Kiri. Um, it is The Vanishing Half. What is that? I can't see. Goodness gracious. I cannot even see how I had for my chicken scratch in my notes, but that book is really good. Um, it's about twins from Louisiana, and that is definitely interesting. I will add the synopsis to the show notes, but it was um, also the copy of the book that I have is from a book of the month club and it was the June 2020 pick and it is a great book. I am enjoying it. So my watch of the week, my friends have gotten me into working moms on Netflix. There are a total of five seasons available. Um, It's definitely very interesting. It shows, um, how many women are there? About four or five in their struggles um, as they are first-time moms and adjusting. Most of them are first-time moms. There are, there's one of the moms who this is her um, her second child, and there's about an eight-year gap. So for some people, you know, some people consider like, oh, it's becoming like a mom all over again. Um, and they have like a support group that they are in where you know, let's talk about their glows and grows and their journeys into motherhood and it follows them as they at work and talk about identity crises and everything um, that some women have after becoming a mom. So one of the moms they have, um, she's dealing with postpartum. And so it gets pretty real. Um, I just entered the second season. 
Um, so my friends, again, Kiri and Latifah had definitely uh, put me on to it. I started watching with La. Um, so that's my watch of the week. And my pick of the week is Community. You can find Community on Hulu and Netflix. It is a comedy. Um, the cast, it has Yvonne Nicole Brown. It has Donald Glover. Um, Chevy Chase, and I can't remember the rest of the cast members' names. Um, it's pretty funny. It's one of my favorite things to watch passively. Um, it's a comedy. It's set at a community college where different people of different ages come together and they form a study group for their Spanish class, and it has a bunch of hijinks and everything. I really enjoy it. It's a good time to me. Um, it may not be everybody's style of comedy, um, but they definitely explore a lot of the common TV tropes and everything. So that's definitely enjoyable in the jokes. It's, I like it. So maybe you should check it out if that sounds like your jam. All right, the mic check. So we have some new albums that have come out recently from last weekend and the weekend before. So her had dropped her project in Doja Cat. I'm going to speak briefly on those two. So for hers project, I wasn't crazy about how it opened. Honestly, I warmed up about track two or three. Um, it's definitely a good chill album, but I had played it in the car when I first listened to it. So maybe that was it for me. Um, some of her singles that have been out over the past year are on there. Like the album ends with slide. I enjoyed that record featuring YG, um, her song with Chris Brown come through is on there. Damage, of course, is on there. Um, and one of my favorites is with Lil Baby. Um, I really enjoy Lil Baby's um, style and his flow. And she keeps up with him. I definitely love how she, her sound, like, no matter who she is on a track with, her holds her, her own. Um, and I have yet to press play on the Doja Cats album. But I hear lots of good things about it. And that she explores... Lots of sounds. All right, hot topics. So recently, there has been a read that has gone viral with Tabitha Brown. Um, she is a vegan, if you've been under a rock. She is a famous internet sensation who first went viral on TikTok, I believe, with sharing her uh, vegan recipes and recently, she has launched a partnership with McCormick. She has her own spice. I've yet to find it, but I definitely want to try it out. Um, it seems like a good blend. Uh, but she was on the Wendy show. So there was a clip from her sharing her excitement genuinely with her supporters. How she was able to retire her husband from the LAPD. Now, her she and her husband have been married over... 20 something years and together longer or something like that. So she was sharing her excitement with being able to reach a level of success that enables her to, you know, support her family in a way where her husband can stop risking his life every day going to work um, as a police officer, especially in this climate um, politically and recently with, you know, all these things that, <laughs> make it even harder for a black person who is a law enforcement officer. So she was sharing her excitement about that. And 
Wendy Williams was doing her Wendy Williams thing and spoke about her on her show. Now she opened with, I don't really know her. I'm not familiar with her. And then just spoke about her experiences doing the same in her marriage and how it didn't work out for her. And Tabitha had also responded and she clearly doesn't watch the show. She mentioned that as well. She said, a lot of my supporters, you know, told me I was on Wendy for what? And she said, first time I open with God bless you. God bless you, Wendy. I know you come from a place of pain right now. And, you know, I'll link that in the show notes as well. But baby, she got her together. Um, And that was definitely a way, it was an A1 lesson to me on how to graciously respond to your criticism from strangers on the internet, no matter if they are famous strangers or what have you. Um, So the video is on IGTV and it's about five minutes long, not even that long. I will um, post that and I'll find a clip of the Wendy one. I watched it on YouTube because I didn't see her original um, response to everything, but Tyler, the supporters had, you know, dropped a bunch of avocados into Wendy's messages, um, comment sections online, like, listen, you will not mess with Tabitha D. Brown. Um, cause she calls her supporters Tabacados, which is really, really cute. And they just have dropped avocados in her mentions like the beehive does bees when somebody go, um, does her wrong. All right, now Reality Bites. This is as promised from the previous week's episode. And I'm going to try to give it to you straight and give it to you quick. Now, regarding the Housewives of Atlanta drama. Now, if you do not watch Real Housewives of Atlanta this season, Portia Williams had introduced an air quote friend to the show. Uh, Her name was Fallon Gubadia. She's now going back by her maiden name, but let me tell you why. So she was separated from her husband and they have a divorce pending. Allegations are, well, not allegations, claims are from her ex-husband, Simon Gubadia, that he has been dating Portia for a month, but the timeline seems a little off. And people are saying that's a violation of the code because they're friends. Now, sidebar, Tammy Roman went online and told people what they do not know about reality shows. And as we know, she's a reality TV show vet from the early 90s, uh, the real world, and also more recently of Basketball Wives fame. Now, she had explained how these air quote friends to the show are not always real life friends of the people and do not meet or know people prior to their contractual obligations before being introduced to the show. It's in attempts to make it more relatable and accepted if you say like, oh, well, this is Portia's friend. So, Fallon Gubadi is now going by her maiden name of Pina. I spoke briefly last time about her video, which again, I will link in the show notes because I forgot last time. My bad, y'all. So, when we first meet Fallon... Portia went to her house with another castmate, Tanya, to have a pool party. And they were smoking hookah, had some drinks. It was real cute. She shook the man's hand. That was allegedly their first time meeting. But they were allegedly, quote, unquote, friends because Simon and Dennis, like, know each other and run the same circles in Atlanta, allegedly. 
So we see her into this woman's house and shake her husband's hand and everything. And that's where a lot of people are saying like, oh, that's why it's so grimy. Um, because she did this and did that. I'm leaving it up to y'all. That's not for me to judge. I'm just giving y'all a lowdown because I briefly talked about it and I promise to do it again um, to give y'all the information. So Fallon claims on opposite of what Simon did is that the divorce is not finalized or whatever. And that's what made things so messy in the news. <sighs> news. Who am I kidding? The blogs and online. Um, yep. So I had mentioned that part in my notes. Um, so the interview was done on YouTube. It was on this person named Up and Adam, A-D-A-M. I think that's a super cute name. Um, he posted it to his uh, social, YouTube, whatever. And she posted it to hers uh, previously. As I said, I had watched it. Um, you know, maybe give it a watch if you're interested. If not, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but that's the tea on that. So they are still separating or whatever. And more recently, um, there was another woman who posted some things from some time ago, some videos and photos inside his car. And I saw in the shade room after watching, you know, following and clicking this thing to get in the news. She was like, oh, he moves almost as fast as his car does and blah, 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 blah. And, <laughs> and he was also saying, some things about her accusing her of cheating and, and going back on his previous claims of, you know, them, he and Portia not dating previously to that, but he was like, Oh, well she had a man come to my house here and that, that, and he's coming here to sleep with her. And it just was, just was messy. I haven't kept up with it since much far after it broke, or at least after I have watched, um, Fallon's interview, but I wish her the best. Um, Bad people too, whatever, but that has to be a lot to deal with, especially since I'm sure she had more people saying, oh no, you know, uh, for her being on the receiving end of such a messy breakup. Um, so yeah, that's definitely going to make for an interesting next season of Housewives of Atlanta. Um, in that interview, she did say how she will not no longer be on the show and that wasn't previously a thing, I suppose, before uh, this whole news had broke. So if you care enough to, to keep up with reality shows, there's that. In another Reality Bites, I've been watching Encore. That has been a good time for me. Um, I've always loved Nivea. She's on there. It's interesting to see Keely, you know, do what Keely is doing on the show. I would have never expected the twins from Cherish to act that way, Fallon and Felicia, but hey, there's that. And you also have Irish and Lamisha from 702 and Shamari DeVoe of Black. Did I make, did I get everybody? Oh, uh, you have Aubrey O'Day and then Pam from Total. So that's been a good time. Um, If you like have listened to any music from those groups, I would say give the first episode a try and see what it is. But the twins are the first to arrive into the house and I already start with all the mess. So <laughs> it's definitely interesting um, to see them work on creating this project. They weren't given much direction instead of, okay, y'all are all going to be in this house at the same time and y'all going to make this music 
and here you go. And then they threw out <laughs> um, a position of the queen in the house, like who can make decisions, which is funny to see because with eight women in the house, you already know the people are going to try to do that. And then Keely has done attempted to do the same and saying, well, oh, I'm not here to be in the group or to sing. I'm here to assist creative direction. It's like, okay, girl. So if that's the case, why are you even living in the house with us? But definitely interesting. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, there will be a reading of a list of releases for July, 2021 upcoming movies. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. So I found this article on BuzzFeed and it's titled 14 Movies Coming to Streaming Platforms in Movie Theaters July 2021. Personally, I'm not rocking with the whole theater vibe right now. I'm not that comfortable when it comes to reopening. And since many of these things are hitting streaming apps I already have subscriptions to, I'm going to watch them from the comforts of home. So first on the list, we have Fear Street Trilogy. It's based on R.L. Stein's horror stories, The Fear Street. So it's in three parts. The first part just premiered on July the 2nd. This is a Netflix um, exclusive. So it follows a group of teenagers in a place called Shadyside who are becoming the potential next targets after accidentally coming across an ancient evil entity responsible for horrific murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. All right, so bust this. I would not be living there. If, it, if one, it's called Shadyside. That in itself is a no-go for me. But if it's a town, if I ever move to or have an opportunity to or near somewhere, and I find out that it has a 300-year-plus history of mur of just horrific murders, not happening. So the <laughs> this is not my jelly and my jam, as I said, and I will continue to say, I don't do horrible, boo, okay? So, and especially the art says face the evil. You go ahead if that's your thing. You watch it and enjoy it and give me a review. Like, Tell me how you enjoyed it and I will share it here on the show and on the social media. But like I said, that's not happening. I'll read something on IMDb if nobody is in to let me know that there is a trailer available. Like I said, the first part came out on the 2nd and the remaining parts of the trilogy come out on July 9th and July 16th, respectively. Second on the list, The Tomorrow War. Now, I have seen this promoted on my Amazon Prime. Of course, they pushed their exclusives um, on Prime and on Firestick. So, a group of civilians from the year 2051 deliver an urgent message 30 years before their time regarding a struggle between mankind and aliens. After hearing the news, soldiers and civilians will have to go and save the planet for the future. Among those sent to defeat the aliens is a teacher who is determined to save the world for the betterment of his child with the help of his estranged father and scientist. As a teacher, how beautiful, how wonderful, right? I have that save the world mentality too, you know? So this is something I'll be into. I like, um, Fantasy, sci-fi, that kind of stuff is my jam. Um, so it's starring Chris Pratt, my homie, my boy, <laughs> that was in Parks and Rec and in the Guardian of the Galaxy Marvel um, click. And it has a few others, but he's deleting. Yvonne Stravosky, I hope I said that right, and some more. So it's on Amazon Prime now. It dropped on July the 2nd. 
Number three, the forever purge. So this is the newest purge installment. And it says all the rules are out the window as the purge doesn't end when the sun rises. Oh, snap. Okay, so plot twist. Um, Very interesting scenes. <laughs> Like something I might watch. The other ones kind of creep me out. I know it's not scary, but some thrillers mm -mm, don't sit well on me and I don't do a lot of thrillers too. And that's my business, as my auntie Tab says. So it is now in theaters. It dropped on July the 2nd. Number four. Oh, this is definitely on my watch list. I have it in my planner and everything. The Black Widow installment. So the timeline is between Infinity War and Civil War, where Natasha Romanoff is faced with dealing with the troubles from her past before she joined the Avengers. So if you know any of the lore from that, she was an assassin that was trained. Um, they trained a bunch of women to be assassins. I'm not going to say what I was about to because that may be a spoiler. Um, yeah, so if you're in that, you know, you can watch that. It's theaters and Disney Plus on July the 2nd, starring Scarlett Johansson, of course. And the other cast um, in this is the shorter list that they have on here, so I'll read them all. Florence Pugh, David Harbour, William Hurt, Rachel Wise, Ray Winstone, and O.T. Fagbinell. I don't know. Because my I don't know how to pronounce that, but my mind definitely went to OT Genesis. <laughs> All right, next on the list, Gunpowder Milkshake. Ooh, interesting title. It has my auntie, my Leo queen. Our season's coming up, y'all. Angela Bassett. So it says, meet Sam. After growing up in the firm where her mother forcibly had to abandon her, she soon becomes an assassin just like her mom and goes on a high-risk job wherein she will be forced to make a decision between saving an eight-year-old girl and serving the firm. Okay, so this definitely sounds like something I've watched similarly to. Welcome to the fraternity. Morgan Freeman, I forget the name of the series right now, but I believe it sounds like it's a spinoff of that. I'm just reading clearly the brief synopses that it has in this article about these movies. So it's starring Karen Gillian, Lena Headley, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett. Of course, I just mentioned her. Carla Guigino, Paul Giamatti, Freya Allen, and Ralph Einensen. Netflix exclusive July 14th. Adding that to my watch list. I've been waiting for this one for years, y'all. I'm sorry if I just yelled up in your ears with your headphones. My apologies. But number six, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Your girl has been waiting for this for years. I was just saying to some of my students a couple months ago before I had looked up the release date, I'm like, when are we going to get this Space Jam star LeBron that we have been promised? I know it's going to be worth the wait. Um, I don't know if it's claymation, but the CGI looks really intense. The um. The photo from the article I'm looking at, it shows a very fuzzy looking Bugs Bunny with a spiffy looking Toon Squad jersey that I know they're going to be pushing. It has a Nike logo. Let me save my coins now. My birthday's coming up. You can send me a tip, buy me a coffee, whatever, you know, shameless plug, if that's what you want to do. Because, you know, things cost, honey, and it costs to produce this, but we're going to keep going. Um, So it's in theaters and HBO Max on July 16th. I'll be watching from home on HBO Max. So the synopsis is as follows. Space Jam, A New Legacy follows LeBron James and his son. Okay, LeBronny. After getting trapped by artificial intelligence in the digital world. Okay, so that explains the CGI look. In order for them to return home safely, he'll need the help of the Looney Tunes squad to compete in a basketball game against the AI goon squad. I'm feeling the synopsis. And of course, like I said, I'm excited. I am a child of the 90s. So of course, I know the original Space Jam. I love that they are bringing it into the newer age with digital and everything. And I'm excited to see my girls, Savannah and Zuri James. 
So shout out to the James family, beautiful family. Number seven, Troll Hunters, Rise of the Titans. Following the past two films comes Troll Hunters, Rise of the Titans, uh, the latest addition in the trilogy. When Arcane Order poses a threat to the entire world, the heroes from Arcadia will join together to help save the world and defeat Arcane Order. This is starring Emil Hirsch, Lexi Medrano, and a long list of others, Netflix exclusive July 21st. Let me take a sip. Water. Water's great. Hydrate is summer, y'all. Number eight on the list. We're halfway through. The last letter from your lover. Okay, really cute looking photo they have here. I'm going to link the article in the show notes, but they all bunned up and it's looking cute. I can tell it's probably set a little later by her hairstyle. The outfits, they look fanciful. She has on driving gloves. This seems like it may be on my list. Oh, that's my homegirl. A journalist follows love letters from 1965 in hopes of finding out a mystery from a secret love affair. Netflix exclusive July the 23rd starred Shailene Woodley of American Teenager, the pregnant series that was on uh, the network known as Freeform now, and Joe Alwyn. Long cast list as well. I see some, not really many familiar names here. Let me not lie. Number nine on the list, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. I love action, so I'm definitely going to add this to the list. I don't know. It's say theaters only, y'all, July 23rd. So it's a spinoff from G.I. Joe following Snake Eyes' early beginnings. Being trained by, this is a mouthful, Arisha Cage, Snake Eyes will find his alliances and honor tested, starring Henry Golding, Andrew Koji, Haruka Abe, Peter Mensa, Ursula Corbero, and Iko Uwe. Wise. Number 10, resort to love. Erica lands a gig at her ex-fiance's wedding after a career meltdown and attempts to keep her feelings from him at bay while near the bride-to-be. Ooh, girl, that must have been a big bag to agree to do that. But I can foresee that this is going to be a, our love, you know, stand the test of time. He might chuck the fiance. He might not. But this looks interesting. It says it is starring Christina Milian. So from the photo, I see that it's not Christina Milian holding hands with this man. So I suppose that she is going to be the, the event planner here. So again, it's starring Christina Milian, Karen Obelum. I'm familiar with her from her work with Blacks and Sec- Black and Sexy TV. Shout out to her. Karen has her name twice, but I know she has a sister. So maybe they meant the sister, but it says Karen's name twice. Sinequa Walls, Alexander Hodge, Jay Farrow, Gerald Prescott, Timberly Hill, TJ Power, Christiani Pitts, Sylvain Strike, Kanye Lee Harrison, and Jeremy Bado, Boado. Netflix exclusive July 19th. Seems like my kind of party. It's definitely a... It seems to be primarily people of color um, cast. And I'm here for it. Definitely adding that to the list. <gasps> Oh my goodness, number 11, The Green Knight. So I'm familiar with the story, as I have mentioned, as many of you may know, I teach full-time and I teach English. And we read Sir Gawain in The Green Knight for with my seniors the last two years. And I'm excited, I'm gonna watch this. Y'all say theaters, we're gonna have to figure out something for these theater-only releases for your girl. Because I will be returning to the classroom. Whew, child keeping myself lifted in prayer for that one. But King Arthur's hard-headed nephew, Sir Gawain, or Gawain, we hear both of them in the classroom in other ways, 
um, sets out on a mission to confront a giant known as the Green Knight to prove his honor for his family. So I know this story. I am excited to see this adaptation. The uh, CGI effects, special effects and everything in this photo looks great. Um, I would give it a watch. It's starring Dev Patel, Alicia Van Vindicker, Vic Ander, Sean Harris, Joel Edgerton, Barry Colgan, Kate Dickey, Aaron Kellerman, Sarita Chowdhury, Ralph Einstein, and Sean Harris. Okay, Einstein is out here in these streets getting to the bags. Love to see it. It says where to watch. Theaters only, as I just mentioned, July 30th. Number 12 on the list, Jungle Cruise. Oh, I see my boyfriend, The Rock, Heinz Wayne Johnson, his fine self. Okay, so when Dr. Lily Halton discovers an ancient tree that holds the power to heal and change the course of medicine deep in the Amazon, she enlists the help of Frank Wolf, two Fs, to help her get land to the tree. All right. I guess it's in the middle of nowhere. I need some more land. I watched the trailer. So it's in theaters and Disney Plus on July the 30th, starring Emily Blunt, Dwayne Johnson, Jack Whitehall, Paul Giamatti, another person in these releases getting to the bag, Jesse Plemons, Veronica Falcon, and Andy Nyman. Let's talk about The Rock for a minute. Getting to these bags, doing the family-friendly thing. You love to see it. One of the shows that I'm going to go back and binge is Ballers on Stars, I believe. And... If you haven't watched that, add it to your watch list. But I digress. Number 13, no sudden move. When a group of criminals have to work together under strange circumstances, they'll soon realize something more is going on when a task doesn't go as planned. Starring Don Cheadle, John Hamm, Brendan Fraser. They both have two asterisks by their name, so maybe they're playing the same character. Not sure. Karen Culkin. Oh, shout out to these Culkin kids still out here working and acting. Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, Amy Simetz, Joe Noop, Craig Mums Grant, Julia Fox, Frankie Shaw, and Bill Duke. HBO Max exclusive July the 1st. And the 14th and final entry on this list of what is new to July from this BuzzFeed article once again. Linked in the show notes. The Loneliest Will. Search for 52. This documentary takes us on a journey to find what scientists believe to be the loneliest whale to date, named 52 Hertz Whale. The loneliest whale shows us what it's like when a whale is heard like no other whale before through high-pitched sound. So I love oceanography and the study of ocean animals. Big nerd here, big science nerd. Grew up watching Shark Week because it was always around my birthday. And I just always love the ocean and ocean animals. So you can watch it on VOD, which I suppose is video on demand. Maybe that's a cable exclusive or something on July the 16th. And that wraps up this list from BuzzFeed. Again, check the show notes. And we will be back after these messages with the rest of the show. Hey, scribes, thank you for stepping into the writer's room with me. You could have been anywhere in the world and you're here with me and I love you for it. Be sure to click the link in the show notes to connect with us on your favorite platforms. Chat later. Mwah.